0: ECDC On Air,
1: the podcast of the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control. Keeping up to date with European epidemiology. Hello, welcome, and thanks for tuning in to ECDC On Air, the podcast for the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control. I'm your host, Lee, recording from our headquarters in Stockholm, Sweden. On today's episode, we're speaking with Laura Espinoza, expert in epidemic intelligence here at ECDC. We will be discussing Epitweeter. A tool developed here at ECDC that allows us to keep an eye on possible emerging threats through social media. But I'll let Laura tell you all about it. So today we're joined by Laura Espinoza, expert in epidemic intelligence here at ECDC. Laura, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, To begin with, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to ECDC?
0: Sure. So I'm a veterinarian by training and already in the early years at the university, I got interested in this One Health initiative that basically puts together health of animals, humans and environment. So due to that, and as I said, being a vet, I started doing some internships in the animal and environmental health. But at some point, I wanted to cover all these pillars, so I did a master on public health at the Spanish National Public Health Institute, and it was then when I first got to know about ECDC and other European agencies. Then in 2014, I applied for the traineeships that ECDC offers every year. I was selected at the previously named Office of the Chief Scientist. And then since then I've been uh, here in different groups and units, and since 2019 in the Epidemic Intelligence team.
1: Okay, so today we're talking about Epitwita. Uh Could you tell us a little bit about it and how it works?
0: Yes, so EpiTwitter is a tool that allows public health experts to monitor in an automated way Twitter data, and that's in order to detect potential public health threats. So basically, what EpiTwitter does is collect data from Twitter, process this data and then inform the user in case there's something out of the ordinary. And by that, I mean an unusual increase of tweets for a specific topic, time or place as indicated in the keywords introduced by the user in the tool.
1: And how long has ECDC been using this tool?
0: So the first prototype was developed in uh, late 2019. And then the first version, as more or less the tool is now, was published in October 2020. And was since then that we have uh, implemented the use in our daily routine, so meaning the 24-7 activities and for some specific activities like we do, for example, on mass gathering monitors.
1: Okay, so how has it changed your regular work in epidemic intelligence since it was rolled out?
0: So basically, EpiTwitter has allowed us to increase the volume of data that we are able to monitor from Twitter. We also have more timely information on what are the discussions and conversation in the Twitter sphere. And we also have this automatic interface that would actually tell us when we need to take any action if needed.
1: So prior to using it, did you have to do all the screening manually?
0: Yeah, and not only. Uh, we had to pre-select a list of official accounts in Twitter from, uh, for example, Ministries of Health or Public Health Institute. And then we were going through the new messages posted by these accounts twice or three times per day. But as you can imagine, uh, it was not possible for us to monitor all the discussions happening in the Twitter sphere because we had to already pre-select some of the users. And then even if we had several monitorings during the day, it was not possible to go back in time, so we wouldn't be able to cover a lot of this volume even within this uh, pre-selected list of users.
1: So you gather all this data. Is it all the tweets that come through or is it any hashtag or keyword? How does it work?
0: Yeah, so uh, basically, EpiTwitter collects data from what is called a Twitter API, and that's what Twitter makes available for users with an account or a developer account to access. And then uh, in our case, we have a list of keywords. It's not only hashtags, but keywords that are relevant to the ECC mandate and to our activities. And then depending on the topic, EpiTwitter can collect all the data on those topics or not. So for example, if a topic is relatively new and is not so popular, EpiTwitter may be able to collect our tweets. But if one of these topics is really popular, so let's say for example, now COVID just as an example, then EpiTwitter will collect only a part of these tweets depending on the relevance as has been provided by the Twitter API.
1: Is there a danger of being overwhelmed by so much information?
0: Yes, always. And actually that's the definition of infodemic management, having too much information, including mis- and misleading information. So the key thing here is to have a strong, uh, procedure in order to know how to collect this data, how to process, filter, and also validate this data to ensure that you are really dealing with valid and accurate information.
1: That's actually something I'd like to come back to in a moment, but, but before we get on to that, where did this idea for the tool come from? Was it built by people here at ECDC?
0: The idea came initially in summer of 2019 when we wanted to improve the monitoring of social media for our epidemic intelligence activities, because we were uh, detecting more and more signals from this platform. We decided to focus on Twitter because it has an easy and publicly available way to access data, also ensuring data privacy aspects. And we initially investigated which were the tools that uh, were already available in the market according to our requirements. At the end, we didn't find any tool that would fill all of our requirements, so we decided to build the tool ourselves. And we decided also to build it uh, using R, because in that way we could also share it, not only with our network, but also with anyone that would be interested in such tool. So we initially did a prototype in late 2019 with the main features of the current tool, meaning data collection, processing, visualization, and uh, these emails that are being sent to the user. Then once we had this uh, prototype and we we saw what was working and what could be further improved, we outsourced the further development of the tool with uh, Epic Concept. And from there, there were new features that were added and more complex uh, system. And the first uh, final tool was uh, published in October, 2020. And then we also developed a new version, major version last year, that has been published uh, this year in early January.
1: To clarify, when you say R, what do you mean? What is R?
0: R is a programming language and platform, and it has several benefits, including that it's free, that it has a huge community behind. It can be run in different type of machines, let's say, and then... Even though it's a programming language, it has some interfaces like RStudio that facilitate those that are less experienced users in programming to still be able to benefit from this.
1: Why is something like this, this tool, why is it useful for something like Epidemic Intelligence?
0: This type of tool is useful because, as you can imagine, in uh, in epidemic intelligence, we need to deal with a huge volume of information. But we also need to be timely and effective in how we manage with all these floats of information. And actually having automated tools allows for this, and Epitwitter is helping us regarding uh, Twitter data. So having this type of tool, not only for Twitter, but for any type of source that you want to monitor in epidemic intelligence, it really makes the work easier, more effective, and giving you the possibility to react in a more timely way.
1: Do other centers for disease control or epidemiological institutions use something similar or is it is it only ECDC's tool?
0: So there are other uh, tools that supports the monitoring of social media for epidemic intelligence activities. The added value of EpiTwitter is that it's free. Uh, It can also be configurable to the specific needs of the users because it has a lot of settings that can be adapted to that. And then it has one additional thing that some of these tools don't have, which is uh, a system that will tell the user when their action is needed. So some of these available tools have similar features as EpiTwitter, but then the users would need to go to this platform, would need to log in, check what is there. Maybe they can get some messages of new posts, but not really on this signal uh, detection. So EpiTwitter added on that uh, site. Currently, there are some of our stakeholders of our networks that are either using already Twitter in their activities or are investigating how to implement it in their daily routines.
1: Okay, so obviously with the tool being developed in 2019, I imagine it's been primarily used for COVID-19, but do you have any other examples of other diseases that it has been used for?
0: Yeah, well, actually, the tool was not developed only for COVID-19, was uh, developed for all the different diseases and threats that we follow. I mean, of course, COVID-19 is one of those. And uh, one of the things, for example, that COVID-19 allows us to improve Epitwitter is that, as I mentioned at the beginning, there were not so many tweets about that. We are talking about first half of January 2020. So it was enough to have general keywords about COVID-19 once the pandemic kept evolving, new things were happening, like for example, the availability of vaccines, then the discussions and the type of subtopics within COVID-19 started uh, increasing. So in that sense, it was uh, better for us to create sub-queries. So, for example, a query specific for outbreaks, one specific about uh, vaccination, in order for us to have a better overview on which were the discussions. So, in this case, uh, say COVID-19 was really useful to see how the tool could be used in this type of events or threats that they start really small and then they increase. But we also use it for all the threats that we are monitoring in epidemic intelligence.
1: Okay, so what about data protection? Can the data that goes into the tool be backtracked to single users? Is it safe for users to be able to put information online and have it anonymized in the tool?
0: Data protection has been uh, really important uh, for us since the beginning. We have been in close contact with the ECC legal department to ensure that the b 2 fulfills the general data protection regulation. As I mentioned, the data is being collected from the Twitter API, and for that, you need to register. So there's a clear connection on who is accessing the data and how this data is being used. The objective of Epitwitter is to deal with aggregated data. So we are not interested in a person posting about a specific thing in a place, but rather if there are more people talking about some threat or some um, topic in an area. In addition to that, we have also included more features with the new version of the tool that allows the user to anonymize or delete tweets if a Twitter user contacts you and say, look, I don't want my data to be included there. And as a last feature, the data is saved locally. It's really up to the Twitter user to have all their resources on data privacy to ensure that data is stored in a safe environment. But we have no connection. So even though ECDC has developed the tool, we basically develop an empty tool. And then each user will introduce their credentials of Twitter, and then we'll start collecting the data locally in their own machines.
1: How do you verify signals and make sure that they're real? So how do you ensure that the data is authentic?
0: Yes. So we follow the usual steps that we do with epidemic intelligence for any type of source. There are different situations that can happen when dealing with uh, EpiTwitter. So the first step, uh, EpiTwitter will detect if there's a number uh, of tweets that is higher than expected for a topic in a place and during a specific uh, time. If that's the case, you receive an email saying, about which is the topic, which are the top words for that topic and date, and also some other additional information like hashtags or other information. And then you can either, with those keywords, understand what is the event that could have triggered that increase, or if not, you can also go to the Twitter platform, introducing the keywords that you have gotten from uh, EpiTwitter, and then try to investigate what is the event that have triggered that signal. Once we detect what is the event, then there are two possibilities. Either the event has been reported by an official source, either, say, Ministry of Health, Public Health Institute, international organization, in which case is considered validated uh, at origin, or it can happen that uh, there are some conversations, not from these uh, official sources that are discussing about that. In that case, we need to verify the information and that can be done either looking in official sources to see if that information is also reported there. And we also have a network around the globe uh, with different stakeholders that we can contact them for verifying this information and the validity of this event.
1: How or why did you choose Twitter or why does it only work with Twitter? Would it work with uh, other social media platforms as well?
0: The idea as such indeed can work with any platform for social media. The idea of uh, choosing Twitter was that it had an easy way and also freely available uh, to access Twitter data within the data privacy. As I said, you need to specify for which purpose you are using the data, you need to register, so it's not that whomever for whatever reason can access this data. We started to say with Twitter because of this, Uh, unfortunately, other platforms don't have this accessibility in data. So at the end of the day, the possibility of extending EpiTwitter to other social media platforms is really much related to the data accessibility from these other platforms.
1: Is there a danger that you're taking too much data from a very specific set of users that only use Twitter, for example? Is there a possibility that you might miss something just because it's not on Twitter?
0: Exactly. And that's why in epidemic intelligence, we have several sources. We cannot rely on one unique source. It would be impossible to collect all the information. And even with that, we know that there are always uh, some information that may come delayed. But the idea is, as I say with EpiTwitter, was to improve on how we are monitoring and collecting data from Twitter, but without ignoring the other sources that we have. We have different web aggregators, we have restricted platforms, we have networks that we can contact directly. So Twitter is just one of the different elements that would help us to cover as much as possible in different contexts to have a better overview on what is happening around.
1: You mentioned that anybody can use the tool, but is it widely accessible? Can someone just go to the ECDC website and just get started with it?
0: Yes, exactly. So uh, EpiTwitter, as I mentioned, being our base, is uh, publicly available. We have published the package with an interactive user interface in the archive of our packages. You can either download it from this uh, archive, also go to the ACC website. We also have the code publicly available in a platform that is called GitHub. And then users basically need to download the package, install the packet, set up their different configurations, so the Twitter credentials, the topics that they want to follow, languages, list of users receiving the alerts. There's a lot of information that users can include in this tool, and then they can start collecting their data.
1: Are there tutorials available on how to use it in case someone is curious and would be interested, but not necessarily technically minded?
0: Yes, exactly, and also uh, I would like to mention first that the beauty of Epitwitter is that we have developed it in a two-way uh, approach. So you have all the functions for those that are more knowledgeable on the R programming language, but you also have what is called a shiny application, which is a user interface, a web-based, that with only two lines of code that are available in different places. You can launch it, and from there, just click different parts without having to go into the program. As an R package, we have two documents that are always attached to this type of tool. One is about, the, as I mentioned, all these functions, which is called vignette, and then we also have the user documentation. It's a long document, but we wanted to cover all the different steps from installation to uses and also to possible issues that may come. And then on top of that, we have some videos available in YouTube on how to use uh, EpiTwitter and also a short demo. Those are related to the previous version and we are working uh, to produce new ones, but anyway, we'll give the new users a good overview on what is happening. And then just as a conclusion in this, uh, website that I mentioned, which is called GitHub, which is a repository for code and, and other things. We have activated what is called the discussions. And there's one post that is basically called Welcome to EpiTwitter, in which we include all the different links. There are some translations to the documents as well to the previous version. So all the information for those that are curious but don't want to start using it yet, could go there and then check what is already available as a first introduction to EpiTweeter.
1: Okay, that's perfect. We'll put the links to the tool in the notes of this episode. So if listeners are interested, uh, they can find it easily. But uh, Laura, thank you very much for your time today. We really appreciate uh, having you speak with us.
0: Thank you.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode on EpiTweeter. For more information about the tool, please see the notes of this episode For more information about ECDC in general, please visit us on the web at ecdc.europa.eu or follow us on social media.